Today's episode is brought to you by the new Yelp for Restaurants. In July 2020, hundreds of hospitality professionals and enthusiasts at Yelp banded together to create a new team dedicated entirely to the betterment of restaurants. Check out the project that started it all, the Full Comp Podcast at restaurants.yelp.com forward slash full comp or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Restaurant Marketing School. I'm Josh Kopel, a Michelin-rated restaurateur. Together with famed digital marketer Eric Sue, we're unpacking the tools and tactics used by million-dollar marketing agencies to help you grow your restaurant. Today, we're going to talk about how to create a one-man media company. So a one-man media company, and the caveat here is this comes from tech, and I know a lot of you aspiring restaurateurs or restaurateurs Maybe this is not the right fit, but a one-man media company gives you a lot of leverage. When you think about it, at the end of the day, there's four forms of leverage. You have code, capital, labor, and media. So what you're trying to do right now with your restaurant is you're trying to get capital, right? And you're trying to hire more labor to help you out. You're not necessarily writing code, which is unfortunate. That's a big form of leverage. And most restaurants don't even think too much about media. And so media is actually going out there. It's creating content. It's making YouTube. Josh's point in an earlier episode, talking about chopping up content, things like that, being seen. Because the more at-bats you get, the more times you're seen, the more impressions you're giving people, the more likely people are to get a chance to understand who you are and maybe fall in love with who you are as a person and then start to get interested in what you do, right? And so rather than trying to be an interesting person, you become interested in what they want in their lives, what their desires are, and you be helpful there. And a one-man media company basically means you can create all this content out there. You don't necessarily need a team around you, but you're building all this leverage because what happens over time, let's say you're doing a podcast like this one, or you're doing a YouTube channel over a year, two years, three years, it starts to snowball and you get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you're going to have all this leverage and then you can decide what you want to do with later. So an example of this might be Mr. Beast. He's no longer a one-man media company, but on YouTube, I mean, for the first five or six years, he had nothing going for him. And then he slowly started to build his team up. His views started to go up. He started doing crazier and crazier stuff. He reinvested all back into his content. And then now he opened 300 restaurants. Okay, you want to talk about restaurant tour? There's a restaurant tour for you right there. 300 burger restaurants, and he just popped them up. And so he reversed it. He started with his influence first, and then he started to build all the stuff that he has going on right now. And he continually reinvests back into his business. His first $1,000 back into the business, first 10,000 back into the business. He makes a million dollars back into the business. He'll spend $1.2 million on a video, right? And that's how intense you can get. And that's why he has 60 million plus subscribers overall on YouTube. But my point is, He started with one person himself. He started with one iPhone. And so if you're able to do that, by the way, you're also hedging your bets because you're not betting everything on your restaurant, which in my opinion can be very volatile. So you want to start to think about if you have a restaurant working, how can you start to diversify? How can you start to put your eggs in different baskets, right? Again, your mileage may vary. This is not financial advice. This is just what I think. And this is for entertainment purposes only, but can you get your thoughts, Josh? I always go back to what Gary Vaynerchuk said, which is every company is a media company, whether they realize it or not. And so this is an investment that we have to make in time and in effort and in money, because ultimately it is the best way to communicate with our guests. It is the easiest way for us to give them the value they need. I do have a follow-up question for you, Eric. If you were to divide up the effort spent creating content versus the effort spent engaging with your audience or with a potential audience like a Facebook group, how would you divide up your time? 
Yeah, I mean, if I were starting up, I would probably spend 60 to 70% of my time engaging with the community. When you're starting out, if you have the time, you spend all your time doing that. I think as you start to build more and more leverage, it becomes more and more difficult. I know for Gary's team, he has people responding to comments because that's what matters on these social platforms. It's actually connecting with people. That's social. For me, though, I wouldn't say I'm doing the best job of it. Again, I would just look at the people that are doing it really well, the Gary V's of the world. If you're posting to social, you're a restaurant in a local area and people are commenting, it's in your best interest to do it. I think it ties directly in with ROI. It ties in directly with building relationships because you never know who's a business person that's going to bring a bunch of people to your restaurant or throw a catering event as an example. If you want to hear previous episodes or check out our other content, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash marketing school. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a review. I'm Josh Kopel, and you've been listening to Restaurant Marketing School.